Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Check, check. Ha, 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 ha. Ah! Tracy! Tracy! Good? Yes. Testing, testing. In a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign and yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where your average James <laughs> and Joes watch older movies and answer the question we've put to ourselves, are they still relevant and should we still be watching them today? I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And I'm Batman. I am <laughs> uh, um, Chris. I am a, a sister of Tracy. Um, Her brother. Cousin. Oh, right. That too. <laughs> uh, God. I cousin of Betsy, and I am Serena's ex. She brought me here today. Uh, and today I'm we at. are talking Awkward. about Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, which came out in 1959, directed by Ed Wood. Uh, and a quick synopsis, Betsy. Oh! oh! Was not prepared for that. Welcome yes. to my world. <laughs> well, this is a very, very complex movie, as you all know. Aliens come down to Earth with plan number nine and make the dead rise up. And they want to destroy human race. The end. <laughs> The end. <laughs> yeah, Legit the whole premise. Well, I mean, they do it to save the universe. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not just fair. they're just going to kill Most people. Most alien invasion yeah. movies is just destruction. This has a purpose, which means it might be better than you think. Yeah, you, you know, know, you know, you almost kind of side with the aliens. Like Independence right? Day, there was no like, hey, stop hurting yourselves. It's help, we'll do it for you. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I selected this movie because I would like to introduce a new type of genre to this podcast and we're gonna dive into it regarding what it is to be camp serena yes ma'am sir camp what camp what that is what today is about oh camping oh, or camp like about. school camp Okay. Still and um, actually, you know what? <laughs> let me uh, let me do my little song and dance here, okay. just so that Serena gets kind <laughs> of an idea because she's over. not she's not that rusty. <laughs> but just to get you an idea, the unofficial film dictionary definition, or at least the main foundation that most people agree on, camp, is that it is an aesthetic style and sensibility that regards something as appealing because of its bad taste and ironic value. It's so bad, it's good. Yes. Um, if I may quote somebody really quick here, the late Susan Sontag, uh, an American novelist and filmmaker, uh, her first published work was in 1964, and it was titled Notes on Camp. And if you read it, it's not that long, but it's, it's really powerful. It, it's kind of summed up that uh, there are two definitions of camp. First definition is that it is something intended to be taken seriously that totally fails... There we go. Okay. Yeah. And number two. That makes yeah. more sense. It is something that goes so far over the top and becomes so outrageous that the audiences are never supposed to. Okay. 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 And that's kind of how I, you, you put the two in that okay. category. That actually helps me a lot because I was like. Because like 
sci-fi made for TV movies, those are never supposed to be good. No. Oh, I mean, they're on Sharknado what? Right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So camp doesn't go into it trying to be camp. That is, yeah. Not to go off of uh, your your main questions here, but I did have four questions that I kind of wanted to weave in, and we can go as we go. My questions are, uh, can camp be created on purpose? Mm -hmm. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between a bad movie and camp? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between a cult film and camp? Okay. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? We're all learning something here. And the last question is, are all camp movies cult movies? Mm. And are all cult movies camp movies? So we'll continue wow. your... Are, yeah, yeah, those are good okay. questions. Fantastic And thanks questions. for asking, Chris. Totes. So how did everyone like it? Serena, let's start with you. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. I was... Uh, my expectations were low. I guess like halfway through, I'm like, wait, what in the actual F is really happening? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I liked it. I don't know if I like, you know, would watch it again. You did admit that you liked it better than you thought you were going uh, Yeah, my, my expectations were lower, so... Did the giggling at silly, silly parts make it better? Yeah. Yeah. But when you pointed out the day and night thing, I was like, <laughs> I wasn't even, no, I would probably would have taken me a few times to really like. Wow. Nighttime. Daytime. <laughs> daytime. What's worse, wow. him calling out nighttime daytime or me calling out food? <laughs> I think they should have. We were the me and Serena were the only ones to know didn't know what the movie was. Sure, Uh, Betsy and I watched this uh, back in film school a couple of times, so this kind of got embedded. Right. So I think they shouldn't have said it was a camp movie. Yeah, we made that mistake. That would have been good. I would have really wanted to see what you guys said because then if the fact that Serena knows that like oh it's it's the worst movie of all time it's like oh yeah that was fun. But if I didn't say anything, maybe she was like, it was stupid. It was awful. Yeah. Like, if we had gone didn't... that route, I would have like driven into it and been like, this is my favorite film. Oh, <laughs> man. You guys, not guys we like screwed it? up. Our minds, uh, our minds are right. blown. I actually really liked it. It, I don't know why. Perfect length. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was perfectly, I, I like bad movies. <laughs> I like bad TV. I, and I like them because they're bad. I like to like pick them apart and Poke like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it has to be and maybe maybe I like camp. Maybe that's what this is. It, because I don't like that medium bad. Mm. If it's like Where it's kind like... of bad, I'm like, this is trash. Where if this is this Lean is into the bad. Exactly. Guys. I so I actually surprisingly really liked it. Maybe maybe the reason why you liked it is because it has all the quintessential bad yes. tropes. Yes. Like like the the uh, UFO with the string. Yes. yes. Like only things that you've seen spoofed in modern movies. This was this was for genuine. real. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing I was gonna say too, and not to like deter, but one of our last episode, couple episodes ago, whatever, you mentioned if it's not believable, the minute you hit that point, you're done. Yeah. So then with this, you go in with that mindset, maybe. Okay, I'm, I'm or, it's already done. It's, it's already, already done. done so now I'm... you can go in with an open heart, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like, if you think about it, yeah. Uh, so, Tracy, did you finish how you liked it? Yeah, I liked okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Betsy, what did you think about it? Well, um, I mean, I've known it for so long that it's I'm acclimated to it at, at this point. The first couple times I saw it years and years ago, I 
hated it. Really? Because you were in school and you had to watch this film again. And you're like, can I leave? It wasn't yeah. even that. It was that I didn't appreciate it for its camp. And the it's so dialogue driven and the dialogue is crap. And yeah. I didn't, I remember not understanding the plot. I remember not, I must have missed the part where they explain why it was not well written like and the, yeah. aliens at the same time because those are two vampires and zombies yeah, yeah. even vampires and zombies shouldn't be in the same right, category right. You know? so i remember being confused and like that was the moment where i was like okay i'm done with this movie. Yeah, yeah and so it wasn't until like maybe the third or fourth time watching it that i'm like okay i understand yeah. what's happening like i i understand why this is so bad it's yeah. good the dialogue thing is what stood out to me and i was struggling to think of the word but i was like who made this? Yeah. <laughs> What's with the dialogue and like having to break it down? Like they, you know, anyways. Every time we took a break, you were like, this goddamn dialogue. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, going off of Betsy, as far as if I liked it, I, I kind of fall in the same category. I will never uh, be at home and be like, ah, hey, let me throw this on. I, I'd, I have to show somebody it. That's mm-hmm. what it's become right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it for nostalgic purposes and because it's so silly. But I won't. I'll, I'll probably never watch it again for my own entertainment. I'll have to show a new buddy about it. Yeah. So it's more like yeah. a spectacle. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I bet it's, it's part of pet. the fun is watching yeah. somebody else watch exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah. Because I think I. I mean, I don't know if it was if it was you as well, but I, I kind of felt like I noticed at first. Chris and I were talking kind of a lot about it to you guys as we were watching it, and then we stopped because you guys were like absorbing, absorbing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, like. Let them experience yeah, let you it. Guys experience it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. So uh, that's everyone's kind of uh, take on if they liked it or not. So that's gonna let's segue that to top of the marquee. Uh, what was your favorite part, scene, moment, line, character, setting? Um. I'll dive right into this, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll kind of go, kind of go right. as we go. Uh, my favorite part of this movie, um, is the first shot of the flying saucer, uh, because not it's. Shot. Not the boob shot. That's your shot. Because uh, it's the first. It's you see this flying saucer in. You see the flying saucer in the first three minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have about two minutes and fifty nine seconds where hey, this movie might. Oh, I think that we even have same. a clip of us because doing that. I think yeah. Tracy and Serena were just like. A string. I can see the string. It Rewind. It, it wasn't so much the string. It was that it was bobbling. Yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Oh. As in UFO. Dangling by a string. Because it was one string, not two. So right. Yeah. It was literally like- just. And that's my favorite shot because it lets you know exactly what kind of movie we're going to be watching. And you do get it early on, so yeah. Because there are a lot of bad movies that actually, hey, that flying saucer looks pretty decent, but it's still bad. This is just like, okay. And that this for me just kind of sets it up. Yep. And you know how you, uh, Serena, you were saying that like once, once you don't believe it anymore, the rest of the movie is kaput. Yeah. You see that string, and you're like, "All right, well, we're watching this movie, so let's let's ride this." You know? Yeah, ride yeah. the wave, ride the wave of yeah. disbelief. <laughs> um, as far as uh, characters and dialogue, there was some dialogue I thought was still relevant today, which we'll get to later. But as far as the characters, it was, uh, it was one package deal for yeah. me. Yeah, Tracy, I had a hard time picking like my favorite part. I and there was some dialogue that I thought was good too. 
the whole thing, it was, it was, like you said, it was a package deal. The whole, it was just, it was an experience. However, my favorite part was when the, the, the ruler over something, he did this motion and <laughs> me and Chris immediately fly. did it too. We like, we're like, this is it hilarious. Was, Let's do it. And it was like, it was the it was flourish. It was, it was like, it was, like, of the, it, was Chris, it was Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, was. and it was like synchronized yeah. the both of us. Did you do it too? I did it too. Okay, it was yeah. all like fluttering. It was <laughs> so it was just our reaction was you know synchronized on point, which and, I thought was funny. And maybe we should start videotaping us watching the <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> for me, the marquee. I forget which character it was. I think it was on the police officers, and he was like. Holy cow! Okay, very Adam Westy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that <laughs> it was, was Burt Ward that said that. Well, shut up. <laughs> it was funny. I'm like, I don't remember. I mean, you gotta commend the the two officers. Kind of like yes, you, they stepped up. Yeah. yeah, they had a plan. Yeah. They knew what things worked and what didn't. Yeah. Like they, you know, yeah, they were the first logical conversation yeah. I witnessed. Yes. And I was like, oh, like, was maybe it it's the dialogue. overacting and like the punctuation of the holy cow that just made it scream? Well, I think he was just like, I don't, know, I don't know the way he said cow. I say holy cow all the time, but like, it's not as common as a, of a phrase nowadays. Um, but the way he said it, like, I don't know if we can pick it up on the mm-hmm. thing, but it's like, holy cow. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forget the line, but the, uh, what's his name said something weirdies, something weirdies. Yeah. Not weirdies. Never heard weirdies. It must be a thing. It was really funny. That was hilarious. And then, um, in terms of like favorite something or other, um, the woman vampire, which I had thought her name was Elvira this whole time. Vampira. Vampira. Her outfit, even though it was almost unbelievable because her waist was, you just see like ribs and then yeah. like it two inch fake, waist. It almost looked didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looked like, almost like maybe they tried to exagger- exaggerate the hips and ribs. There are a few movies, uh, more to recent memory, White Christmas, uh, the dancer in that, not the singer. She, it's Ellen. just, yeah. You guys are like, just, how are her organs functioning? Yeah. Well, like, you know how, like, back in the old days where corsets were worn all the time, and, like, medically speaking, like, it, it's killing it, you? It, it like, rearranged your organs. It, like, yeah. it, like. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean, you know, ba- ballerinas, like, yeah. their feet don't form correctly. Yeah. It's, ugh. Ballerina feet. So, kudos to having her look the part, but, girl, buffet? I mean. <laughs> buffet! <laughs> but yeah. I, I just want to point out, like, the actress's name was Vampira. Yeah. And so she I played think, Vampire Girl. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that was, I don't think. That's her shtick. Right. I, guess. I think they, they hired her because that's how she looks. Yeah. I don't think it was like it she did this right. Yeah. I will say, in terms of like that, I thought she was really pretty. Even though she looked a little she creepy. Was striking. Like her face, I, she, yeah. I put in here like outfit slash makeup. I don't know why, but every time she came on the screen, I was like, Swoon. Sorry. Uh, no, just because uh, I've always admired your comments on makeup and costumes. Costumes were kind of silly in this one, almost like they were from a Halloween store. Yeah. But uh, the makeup was on, it was it was great. Yeah, I have in my notes, like, I don't know if it was the makeup or, like, the actors and actresses, but there were some good-looking cast members. Mm. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, picked up on that. Like, you, like 
obviously this is a 1959, you know, film, but it was just like, the guys were handsome. They had that classic handsome, I don't know, uh, maybe James Dean, something a little, something, yeah. something about them. The and then lead the lead guy, we were, we kept going like, what, who does he remind us of? And I, somebody I landed handsome. on Patrick Wilson plus Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Who's Robert Mitchum? I'm sorry. He, he's the old time. I'll give you a picture of him. Okay. Um, and Tracy, you said somebody. I think he looks like D.B. Sweeney. Oh. Cutting um, edge. Yes. I yeah. yeah, I don't know that you one. You know D.B. Sweeney. But I just, I have it in my notes just because, like, that was one of the things that kept me watching the movie since the dialogue was so, okay. you know, poor. And obviously it was, like, kind of goofy. Some parts were, go- like, you could see, like, the backdrop and whatever. I just put, you know, actors all pretty good looking, LOL. Well, they're, I mean, their cheekbones were uh, popped, you know. Uh, yeah. As silly as some of the scenes were, the lighting that they did was actually... Flattering. It, it was. Like, really like like the wrestler dude. Yeah. Um, he... His I, cheekbones were out. He had contacts in, which have been must have been brand spanking new. Yeah. Um, his makeup was the best. Yeah. He did the best monster, I think. I have Don't two comments on. about the costumes. One, I was impressed with the amount of uniforms that looked believable enough, mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. military and police. Like they, they were both like, I didn't really question it too much. Mm-hmm. And for that, I was like, okay, all mm-hmm. right, I'll give you that. The aliens costumes. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I know. Specifically. On. Yeah. Specifically the guy. But let's be like honest. When, from what Dollar is Tree. a good yeah. al- uh, alien costume? True. So you have to be naked. Looked, you know? Like store bought. Even you said the the ruler had like a medieval like. It looked like he was like type. Like if you went to medieval times with Marissa dressed as right. that, she wouldn't walk with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, which has like, Marissa, if you're listening, like to you be- have told me to not walk with you because of the weapons or the way I dress at medieval fairs. That's so. fair. The costumes of the aliens reminded me of the of Galaxy Quest. Okay. Which, oh, again, yeah. is a camp satire on itself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely it is. When the government or whoever gets into these this spaceship, which is also a brick building, mm-hmm. um, they are, you know, going back and forth. So, actually, the dialogue wasn't quite as bad. Um, there was one thing that the U.S. government guy said or whatever. He was like, no for the moment about it, because the alien leader was like, for the moment, he's like, no, for the moment about it. Do you remember that? Yes. And I don't know why it was. Do you think like, that was funny. just an expression back then? I don't know. He was just like, like goofy, and he was like, I'm high and mighty, and I'm an, and no, for the moment about it. But I don't like, speak English. <laughs> but the guy was like, well, yeah, you're in control for the moment, and then he's like, no, for the moment about it. Like it was just like goofy and yeah. funny. Yeah. I don't know. Was, but he it, was he was funny. Like, did you notice that he did a lot of? It reminded me of a bird. Where he kept trying to like puff, push, out, his puff out his chest. He yeah. literally was puffing out his chest. Mm-hmm. He just came from the gym. It's um posturing. Posturing. Okay. Wow. See. Interesting you. observation. Yeah, you want because I know we only saw a snippet of the Ed Wood movie with Johnny Depp, but I think that's actually what happened. Where they do a scene, maybe he messed up a line of it. That's perfect. Move on to the next one. So yeah. maybe yeah. he messed up the line and they're like, ah, good enough. Mm-hmm. That, but, yeah. if not, if not, that's a good example of the ridiculousness of the dialogue because yeah. there were a lot of, especially the wife of the pilot, everything that came out of her mouth, you're like, who talks? Right, it was very uh, poetry. Put your pillow next to me at night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was super nerdy. Like, I think that's when I started a little bit yawning. Um, Betsy. <laughs> My favorite part 
uh, has always been, and it's actually very sincere and yeah, it's schmaltzy, but I don't care. There's a quote. So the opening narrator, Criswell, whoever this guy is, no idea. Um, he has like this whole spiel he gives at the beginning and right in the middle of it, he says, we are all interested in the future for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And from like the first time I saw this movie, I loved that quote. I don't know if it originated from this movie or not, or if like it's a quote from something else, but anyway. Okay, so it's funny you say that because when I hear that line, it sounds like somebody didn't write a speech and they're just kind of making it up. Like, we're all part of the future because that's where we're all going to be. Well, but see, that's no, just... I, that's like, how I got it. I, I take know. it as, like, it is a very <laughs> common sense sentence, yeah. but a lot of people need to hear that. A yeah. lot of people don't think that, that. Yeah, that is true. Like, nowadays, we do have to care about the yeah. future because we're going to live in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, can I just say that that's watching the part of Ed Woods with Johnny Depp is he, he says that it's not about the small details. It's about the bigger picture. And I think the bigger point of this movie was that we're going to blow ourselves up. We better take it, take better care of each other or mm-hmm. our world because we're just going to blow it up. Cause this is after Which, world war two. I mean, he's right. He is and, right. And uh, I think that is a common thread of many, many sci-fi. things. Very sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you just have a good story in there, but you make like a silly movie. Well, that's it what kinda, we were saying was, yeah. was the bones were there. The bones yeah. were the there. The could have been made a good movie. Speaking of like good bones or whatever, there was a, a point where the male alien, uh, what was it? Cupid? No, Eros. 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 Cupid? Eros. 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 No, yeah. Eros is the other oh, name of Cupid. Okay. Um, Eros was like explaining the, like, the science behind it. And he was saying that we can't control the humans as they are because they have too much soul. So we have to kill them so we can control them. That idea was very interesting to me. I know it has nothing to do with the, yeah, it you know, whatever. Yeah, it's to me as well. I so the little, little science We've reasons. He did try far, to yeah. make explanations for things. Not, not for everything, but there were some ideas in there. When he started explaining the whole solar, I, I thought that they were going into a direction of solar-powered things. And being 59... I'm like, I don't think this was really a thing yet. And then he totally went in different and directions. And then he went in this, it. he took yeah. a hard right. left. Yeah, because yeah, he was like, your scientists are already, already working on, you know, yeah. uh, harnessing the power of the sun. I'm like, yeah. That's exactly totally what the line, yeah. the line that I was yeah. like, yes, they are. Yeah. I don't know much about science, but some of the stuff he said was just made up <laughs> like a child. Yeah. Yeah. And mean, then the other stuff was like, yeah, yeah, totally. That's um, sci-fi for you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay, everyone's favorite parts. Ladies, please remove your hats and silence your cell phones. Aspects that did and did not age well. Um, I'm going to go first here. And similar to all the other movies we've been watching uh, is the sexism. Um, And this is, this is, I mean, no, well, I'm sure we all have a comment or two. Uh, I think this is the first one that really highlighted that 50s madmen sexism. The Every sitcom from the 50s, why don't you go in town and stay with your mother and I'll come back. Stuff perfect. like that. She's the uh, she's the weak housewife, the the faint, yeah. the, the you're useless. And um, when uh, Humphrey says, here's looking at you, kid, it's charming and you get it. 
But when the wife is like getting all lovey-dovey and he's like, oh, you crazy kid. I put that down. And that, I think that it was so much more blatant because of the bad dialogue. I feel like a lot of movies from this era, if it was well-written, it's almost hidden. You don't yeah, notice you didn't it. Even notice it. This, it's like, ugh, modern women. Yeah. That's an actual quote because they didn't know how to pepper that in and make it a little more discreet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I almost excuse that because I'm like, okay, that was... That was how women were treated in in that time but period. But he was caressing her like a child. Uh, yes, but I think the blatant sexism was of the alien. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so to 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 because it was like okay, that's just on. how things were. But he's like, oh, we're advanced and you're so stupid. But back away, <laughs> woman. I'm in charge here. Yes. Uh, so before we hit the aliens, uh, then you go to a disastrous of a career in the 50s especially, was a stewardess or a flight attendant, and the co-pilot was hitting on the flight attendant like it was his job. Like, uh, hey, why don't we stop in Albuquerque? Yeah, what do you say there? See? What's his job? Um, yeah. To, no to hit on the... Yeah. <laughs> what is he going to do? Uh, so that is just kind of another, like, cliche 50s... She did hold her own... She did. Until at the end when he's like, oh, you won me over. <laughs> but she was holding her own, and I have to say kudos to her, because... They were like, we don't know how to deal with this problem. She came in and she's like, why don't you just do this, this, this? And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do yeah. this, this, and this. So. Yeah, but like you watch any modern day plane movie, you're never going to see a flight attendant inside the cockpit and there's going to be that type of behavior. True. I just feel like it's, it's, that was very 50s. Yes. Um, shoving it kind of in your face. Um, and then you can, you can go off this as well. But yeah, even we're the, we're the future, we're the aliens. Uh, one of the first lines that the uh, female alien said was, oh, you're always right. Mm. And uh, even in space and in the future, women are kind of second class. And then uh, that goes to probably the most sexistest line of the movie, which we can all comment about, is mm -hmm. women are for advancing our race, not fighting men's battles. He says it as if... The humans don't treat women like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so when this was written, sexism was such a thing that even in the future, it's totally still. Well, I feel like the alien was saying that because I think where the guy was was like, "Hey, don't push her around." I think he went to go stop that, and he was like, "No, don't stop me because it's allowed. We're allowed to. Yeah. We're allowed to do that." So they're That's so the advanced that sexism, right? <laughs> right. Like even well. though that guy is sexist. You, you're not allowed to push them around. Yeah. Uh, so what didn't age well, uh, the 50s sexism, uh, I, I bet you all have that written down um, just because I saw a lot of nods and I'm seeing them here. Uh, does anybody yes, want to add to that? women and yes. we, watched, we yes. saw that. Yes, well, 77 What? Cents. There was sexism so, in this? <laughs> so I think you crazy kid was came from you. That's my first um, modern woman quote. Well, look at us. said it with such and disgust. Yeah, and then women are for advancing our race only. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Chris. That uh, <laughs> that was all. I, that's all I had. Well, yeah. I mean, but if I feel we're like sexism is always that online. didn't age well. I mean, the movie itself, I think, was not. I don't know if it was on a budget. Where I've we've watched old movies with better. I felt like the Gold Rush had better special effects than this did. Well, I yeah. mean, Gold Rush, for example, that opening scene with all the prospectors, those are all paid extras. They had money for that, right? Uh, here, it was paid for by uh, select ministers of a Baptist church. There was not much money going into this. Is there any parts else that didn't age well? Yes. So, uh, 
parts that did age well. Oh, I got a couple, sure. So, the uh, we we talked about Bella Lugosi died in the middle of making this movie. Yes, and so they had to replace him with an actor. And what do they do to solve that problem? They put a cape over his head, uh, his face, whenever it's not Bella Lugosi. I feel like that was more effective than some solutions that modern movies do to like have a body double. And like I, because I actually made the note. We've in sixty years we went from covering a man's face to Grand Moff Tarkin. But Grand Moff Tarkin is like the e Ching, yeah. the best we are gonna ever get. They did that in Anything Fast and Furious with Paul like, Walker. Yeah. Oh my god. And the crow, like, they did the CGI over uh, Brandon yeah. Lee's yeah. face. Yeah. So I feel well, like Sorry, the, what did you say about Oh my god? That was good, but That was good. But anything less than that, it's not effective. And oh. so like if you're gonna we, we only that, could do that until... Yeah. I, pr- I prefer the cape yeah. over trying to do bad CGI or trying to, like, be, you know... Yes, definitely. Not only did it work, but it worked for the character. They yeah. made him a vampire or an and undead they had or whatever that it was. So establishing that was Bela Lugosi shot where he's walking through the cemetery where he spreads out his cape and goes like that. And yeah. he's known so, for Dracula. And, right, yeah, right. So it... It we works. know it's silly because we kind of knew the facts going in, but I wonder if I saw that blind, wouldn't maybe I wouldn't have noticed it. I wouldn't have picked I, it up. I would not have noticed. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to beat my sister. Uh, I'm going to beat my sister to the punch because this is what her and I have a lot in common. What did age well, did age well, is the use of practical effects. Yes. Now... We giggle at the silliness because they did not age well as quality, but I would take that over any CGI today. Um, Things like puppetry, animatronics, uh, force perspective, makeup, that is a dying art. Mm -hmm. And yes, computers weren't doing the best of the best of... uh, Sir! Sir! With honors! With honors! God damn it. I put that as makeup did age well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um... I didn't write it down. That, that is something that I, I hold dear to. Um, and to CGI. A point where I, in the movie, yes, we saw some of the strings on the, the UFOs. But so every time I saw an effect that I was like, no, for the time, that was a good effect. I think I said it like four or five yeah. times. I was like, no, I buy that. That's good. That's good. When they like set the mm-hmm. spaceship on fire. What I didn't buy is that they were in a square building that turned into a round saucer. But yeah. that's that, anyway. once you said that, I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought this was like <laughs> not even the saucer. I thought this was maybe just their home their base. Their home base. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, kudos to Edward for yeah. Um, you know we're gonna we're gonna do makeup. We're gonna shoot some stuff on location. We're gonna take some stock footage. So that I thought aged well, and a lot of modern day movies. The CGI is just exhausting. Okay. Um, wait a minute. Aspects that remind you of modern movies. Serena, go. I have, it's not technically a modern movie, but the first, um, you know, minute of the movie with the introduction, Mm -hmm. for some reason I was getting Willy Wonka vibes. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it was, you know when they make the announcement about the golden ticket or it's on the news and the, and you know, so maybe that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I was totally getting that vibe. That transatlantic accent. Yeah. And the news, it's the newscaster yeah. accent too. The old timey. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what it is. Nine, ten, thirty-seven. Adolf Hitler was a bad egg. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, 
What are you also about? also to go back to your Willy Wonka thing? There was that close up because it got closer to his face. Yeah. The camera went in, and that the most horrifying scene in Willy Wonka is when Gene Wilder takes him on that boat ride, and he's just staring past the lens into the soul of every children watching the movie. Yeah, I totally feel that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. Then also. Because there was so much filmed in the graveyard, I I really was getting the thriller music video. Yes. I know that's not like a modern day. I was just getting that thriller. <laughs> she was doing like early days, like yeah. Bless you. Bless you. She's allergic to your singing. It's that bad. At least he's in tune. Um. So I had that, and then um. The flight attendant reminded me a little bit of Rizzo from Greece, right? As far Rizzo, as her, her mannerisms or the, her, her look, voice? Yeah. A little bit in her mannerisms. Like her voice and like kind of how she was like a little like sharp and gave it back to like, you know. Well, it's fitting because I think Greece is supposed to be set in the 50s. So maybe yeah. that's kind of the attitude they got going on there. She pretty much is like, I'm all look set. Look at me. Not that one. Like when she's, well, actually, yeah, but I'm thinking like she's just kind of like. She tells in Greece. She's like tells she's and we're with the boys, the school. like with the boys. She's like, please, you know, except for that. No, one I scene. totally get you. <laughs> um, and then I also was getting Star Trek vibes um, with the UFO and well, the door, the yeah, door alone. I feel like that's a direct. I would be very curious to see if it was a direct like. Yeah. Well, remember this came first. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Is I feel like Star Trek took it from this. Because, Betsy, you were saying that one of the reasons I liked it, which is true, is I've seen all of these before, but is this the original of where all this comes from? Like, Raising from the Grave, when he was like, ah, yeah. and like... Yeah. I mean, it's ten even, years before Night of the Living Dead. Right, and... Because uh, I know Bela Lugosi was in a movie called White Zombie, and I think that was the first use of the word zombie. I'm curious. Yeah, but I'm curious. The, yeah, we'll get there. And then the last thing... Um, who was the detective, the big wrestler guy? Oh, What's his um, name? Clay. Detective Clay. Clay, I think. Yeah, Inspector Clay, that's right, yeah. He, I was getting the Don Falcone vibes, or the, <laughs> not the, the other guy. After he mutates and turns all bleached? Um, no. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Solomon. I think that's what it was, from Gotham. So yeah. then Gotham, I guess, is the only modern day that I, I have on here, since everything yeah. else is older. But. yeah. So those are my vibes. I'm sticking um, to them. Yeah. Good job. Uh, going back to the Tim Burton we've been talking about, um, I got Mars Attacks out of it, which I believe was made, I think Ed Wood and Mars Attacks came out around the same time. So Tim Burton was definitely paying homage in some, some form. Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of Dr. Strangelove oh, just because yeah. of the nuclear talk. But that's, that's just my, my new... So I so Doctor Strangelove um, and uh, Night of the Living Dead because uh, Night of the Living Dead was made with nickels mm. and it was shot in black and white mm -hmm. and it didn't have uh, thrills. It was all wide widescreen shot action coming into frame and happening. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but this is ten years before that. So that's uh, what it reminded me of. I bet Night of the Living Dead took some of the graveyard stuff because Night of the Living Dead starts off in a graveyard. Well, 
Also, I feel like almost Night of the Living Dead would have seen this movie and been like, here's what we're not going to do. Okay, that's fair. That's that's definitely yeah. fair. Because Night of the Living Dead still holds water it today does. as, well done. Thank you for sparking the zombie craze. Oh, yeah. Because um, it was not the first zombie movie, but it was definitely the domino that dropped to modern day, 28 Days Later, Walking Dead, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, movies that it reminded me of... Um, Galaxy Quest, which I already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, Independence Day. The whole yes. idea of yes. the saucers all kind of coming at once to all the... There's like a, like a montage where it's like all, over all the major cities, all of them being American. Apparently the rest of the world doesn't exist in this <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. It's all America <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy, any uh, modern day movies? I finally get to talk about it and it's going to be on the and podcast. And this has been the movie Millennials <laughs> and we'll see you at the movie house. I'm Serena. Good night. It is... <laughs> it is... Direct relationship to the X Files. I have. Yeah, it has to be said. I'm sorry. We're releasing the Tracy. Here it comes. <laughs> it's the government conspiracy type covering it up. Aliens are here. X Files. And specifically, it is two episodes. One is called Deep Throat. This is the second episode after the pilot where we are introduced to the UFOs and specifically a pilot who has seen who has seen them and is not allowed to say anything to a point where he's brainwashed not to say anything. So that I feel like that goes right into any government conspiracy thriller type movie is is not from this, but you know, I can see that. Also, much, 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 much later on, the X-Files do a an episode called Hollywood AD in which they are, the X-Files is making, someone is like, oh, we should make a movie of the X-Files. And it's, it's this, it is, I mean, X-Files itself can be a little yeah. campy, not like camp, but little, and this is them making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's a part where Mulder and Scully are sitting on a soundstage that is that graveyard. Yeah. Like they're sitting oh, on yeah. a blanket of that graveyard that it's like this horribly like bad dialogue and like, you oh, know, there's why you said there's your blanket tracing. Yeah. I mean, or I was noticing it. Yeah. yeah. Cause she, she kept on going. There's a, there's, she clearly just stepped on a blanket. Right. Oh, she did yeah. it again. And then when they were doing the Ed Wood, they're like, there's the blanket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, are we set to move on? You think we got think the so. modern movies? Yeah. Okay. Um, so back to my original theme, uh, this is our note roundup. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my original theme is I wanted to select this movie uh, for the element style of camp, and uh, we talked a little bit in the beginning of what it was. So, Serena, since uh, this is probably one of your first camp movies, uh, what would you tell me made this movie camp? I'm still in the zone of I need a sleeping bag in a tent. So I'm, can we, can we, can we go yes, back Yes, I, I apologize. So the two definitions. No, the, one, the one that the person yeah, said. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The two definitions of camp is one, something intended to be taken seriously that totally fails. And something that goes so far over the top and becomes so outrageous that audiences are never supposed to. So let's, let's start with the first one. So for Plan 9 from Outer Space... Was it something intended to be taken seriously that totally fails? I think so. Yeah. I think so. 
but where do you think it where do you think it failed? Because Ed Wood did not do this ironically. He wanted to make a good sci-fi movie. Where do you think it failed? It's like Achilles. He he was given a choice to either like make good movies or be remembered forever. And he chose Be Remembered Forever. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah nailed I'm it. Like, where is she going with it? Do you have any <laughs> idea how many filmmakers are under the rug forever? Yeah. And Ed Wood oh, will go. always go on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, can camp be created on purpose? Or is it something that kind of has to be discovered later? I think that camp created on purpose is a parody. Yes. Yeah. I think I people think they can create camp on purpose, but but it's not technically camp. And quality camp are the ones that are sincere. You have to have sincerity behind the movie. Was Rocky Horror Picture camp? Like, was that... Or does, well, like that, that, was, that goes into the next question. Um, what's the difference between a cult film and camp? I feel like the two definitely overlap a lot. Yes. But... But... I don't, yeah, I don't know if I would qualify Rocky as camp. I mean, Rocky I feel like that was almost like camp. a parody compared to camp. Yeah. Because it was over over the top on purpose. But it, it was not Monty Python it. or Spinal Tap parody. Unless no. We, it was a different unless beast. modern audiences love it for a different reason than it was originally intended. Fair. Which goes towards, you have to know what the original intention was to, to fully understand whether or not it's camp. Which I I cannot I can't speak for Rocky Horror. Yeah. I can speak for Plan Nine. I can speak for Showgirls, stuff like that. But I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, cult I think is is that's a separate beast. Cult is just something that people, even though it's bad, people just seem to love. Or it doesn't even have to be bad. It could be, for example, like Firefly. It was well made. People liked it, but the masses didn't like it. But the masses was, didn't know it existed. It's right. Not mainstream. It's not yes. mainstream. So but that the people who do like it love it. Exactly. So, Another good example in this family, Empire Records. Oh. Most of my friends never heard of it. <gasps> I watched that even. Uh, Betsy, I think you said it uh, brilliantly with how they definitely overlap. But I think a majority of movies that fall in the cult favorites is a lot of the cult movies are if a. Uh, brand new critic watched it today be like actually that was really good how come i've never heard of that mm. so one gets a reputation by not having a reputation mm -hmm. and one gets a reputation by being so bad it's good yeah yes. is that fair yes. yes okay what was the third example wasn't there a third one we were I, I had a third question of what's the difference between camp and just a straight up bad movie okay um and i i, I bring up so there's a disaster movie epic movie Meet the Spartans, where they're all trying to do, like, parodies. They're trying to be funny. It's just bad. So, you know. Um, my question is, so talking about all camp and bad movies, and, like, we watch Sharknado because it's so bad. We watch Bad Plan 9 because it's so bad. It Can camp be watched sincerely? Like, can, can people genuinely enjoy the movie, or does it have to be a spectacle? I would love to meet the person who watches this movie and they're like, yeah. yeah. You know? And you know what? I think there are a few because I think if Ed Wood watched his own movie, he would say that it was good. Mm -hmm. Mm 
So there's got to be a couple people out there. Wanna, I almost want to test it. I have a few people in mind, no names. Well, that's what we listen, wanted to do. We have, listen, dude, we here. have a few weeks before this one comes out. So if you could sit Matt down and be like, yeah, it's, it's an hour. Oh, you can sleep through it. We this? should do another podcast party. Not this one. We should do another podcast party with like... Well, let's do Glenn versus four, Glenn, Glenn and yeah, Glenda. Let's like try four that. or five people and sit them down and have them watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that kind of answers the are all camp movie cult movies and are all cult movie uh, camp movies. The overlapping does exist, but there's certainly mm-hmm. there's certainly a difference. Um, <clears throat> They're not one and the same. Um, Tracy, notes. Um, else you I have a there? little note that the you guys told me that the actor of Inspector Clay was not an actor. He was a wrestler. And which he was like a B B B list wrestler. And if you watch Ed Wood, uh, there's uh, they show how Ed Wood found him and like, hey, you want to be in this movie? Yeah, which I and honestly, I do love wrestlers as actors. I love uh, The Rock, obviously. I like John Cena and I love Dave Bautista. Uh, However, I would think of Andre the Giant. Betsy, what do you want to do for dinner? Such an ass. Uh, he also didn't know how to speak English. He had to know his lines phonetically and, you know. Uh, my last little note that I want to say is a quote and it was from the alien who I later learned to hate, but he had a little point here that said, you didn't actually think that you were the only inhabited planet in the universe. How can any race be so stupid? I That's like, a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. It was... I like that. It was one of those things that I, I could see Ed Wood, this was his bigger picture. This was, mm-hmm. you know... There, there's life out there and we can't be the only ones and why are we, you know, we can't be stupid about things. It's like, interesting because is... if it was in fact funded by a Baptist church, that's the last thing they would want. Yeah, I to need say. to research that because yeah. that's, that's fascinating to me. We talk about God a little bit at the end. Yeah. I think the alien is the one who brings up God. Oh yeah, and then somebody's, yeah, he was like, the final speech God, has... God help us all. Or yeah. uh, Serena, uh, final notes. Um, for my, my bigger, my larger note, I have the final quote of the movie, which I don't know why it stood out. It was probably one of the only two dialogues I liked, the intro and the outro. Mm -hmm. The final quote of the movie, we once laughed at the horseless carriage, the aeroplane, the telephone, the electric light, vitamins, radio, and the television. And now some of us laugh at outer space. God help us in the future. It's a good quote. It's it a very good, good yeah. quote. Very good. Yeah. It stood out and it was probably one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah. I just feel like with all like the the poor dialogue sandwiched in the middle of the movie and then that that poignant beginning. Which is funny the great beginning and the great be- I ending. Yeah. I loved Criswell at the beginning, you loved him at the end, and he had like less like maybe a minute of dialogue and that was it. Any other uh, final notes to wrap up before we uh, get to this new part and wrap this sucker up? All right, I'm going to take that as a yes. Uh, uh, guys, we're going to be famous. We are going to be famous. We're going to be famous. So if I <laughs> was to name? cast everyone in this film, or if we had to recast everyone in this film, if we're going to do a remake. So I put myself as being the co-pilot that does nothing but hit on the stewardess. <laughs> Tracy? So I say who Chris is? Yeah. Yes. I had him as old farmer Calder. <laughs> he is oh, the man to go and rescue the girl and he knows everyone in town and he's drunk in the process <laughs> yep I don't know I kind of like the wrestler for you oh thanks babe oh, oh yeah okay, okay. Uh-huh. yep I'll take I that one like the wrestler I'll take that one him. yeah bets so I kind of broke the rule open oh 
She is uh, two for you. Chris is Ed Wood. Aww. Oh, actually. Okay. That was okay. perfect. All right. That was... <laughs> I accept that. That was good. Perfect. <laughs> the cardboard gravestone. Speaking of, fell. I feel like we could make this movie, and I kind of oh, want yeah. to make this movie. Totally this. <laughs> we're um, we're gonna be famous, and in this film, I'm casting Serena, and she came in and she auditioned, and uh, like Serena the was the flight attendant rejecting oh. me. Okay. That's who I had for myself. <laughs> That's who I had for myself. Well done. I didn't she she would she would come. She would be very good and professional at her job. She would hold her own, and she'd be brave during, you know, a plane mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I was debating between either her or the female alien, oh. and it was it was in the first. Serena scene. doesn't want her name on this, right? Yeah. In the first scene, she Actually, doesn't have yeah. any lines. It, eventually, she does. The boys are talking, and the girls in the middle of them. And all she's giving them is this, like, side eye. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then <laughs> that's yeah, all. I will and in- say, side note, that is a thing with you, Tracy, is you really love when actors are still acting when they're not the focus of the I scene. love it. I love it. Yeah. I know. It's so, almost funny. The greatest movie of all that does that is Mary and Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. All the attention yes. is on Bette Midler or some sort of use Sarah Jessica Parker as the sex appeal but in the back, even if it's slightly out of focus, her facial expressions and mannerisms. Yeah. Okay. Um, I put Vampira for. Oh, okay. Oh, With yeah. the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See you in a Guys, we're going to be famous. Uh, I got to cast my sister in this film. And uh, she is, and I quote, cop with stick oh because while we're all trying to shoot the thing she'd be like take this fair enough okay all right i should have i should have written that um i actually had that for betsy interesting cop with with stick yep because it was like practical and like you guys you're idiots yeah like okay well i i'm gonna i'm gonna one-up you go go ahead what do you Um, have for tracy i have myself as the narrator okay that's fair okay should I say it? Yeah, please. That's who I have for myself. Oh, you don't even know what you're talking about. You just wait. <laughs> who do you have for Tracy? Um, I had the Colonel because more than anybody else, they were like, "Do aliens exist?" And he's like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. <laughs> so you went X Files on no. it. Okay, gotcha. They exist. Even if it was a court martial, Tracy yeah. would I'd be like, would yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Serena, what do you got for Tracy? Um, I have nobody, but thinking to all the people you've picked, I have to say. The Colonel makes pretty good sense. Maybe it's because she Listen. likes X-Files so much. Yeah. Okay. You know? They're out there. But yeah. yeah. No, the real. truth yeah. is out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going Colonel. I want to believe. Um, she believes. She believes. And I know it's, uh, God, what is it? It's almost mid-March and it was short time, but I was able to get Betsy on this picture. And uh, I tough. casted a- <laughs> her as Vampira. Do you want to know why? Why? Because... She kills you silently. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys are rem- recognize this, but are you aware that her character just kind of got away with it? Zombie died, vampire died, and... Uh, they just assumed that she'd be the same as them. They mentioned, they mentioned that she's still out there. The police are like, oh, well, yeah. we'll have to go get that third. The other ghoul, they never yeah. do. So yeah, uh, Betsy would kill you slowly. <laughs> No, that's not. Don't that. That's dark when I say that. Betsy's not going to kill you slowly. Betsy would do it stealthfully and quietly. Yeah. 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 Tracy, uh, 
I know we're about to start shooting, but what did you uh, have for? I had the scene? the smart policeman. Okay. You had the narrator, had the narrator for yourself. Yeah. Uh, head bitch in charge. The head guy in charge in this because you know it's 1959. Who was in so charge? The guy. The, oh, the guy. Ruler? The guy who is like no. Not actually, the alien. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, you were thinking the colonel's boss. I was thinking the colonel's boss. That's fair. That was like, she was like. <laughs> I've known about this podcast. forever, but you go deal with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I put uh, HPIC head person in charge. Okay. Um, millennials, my fellow millennials, martini shot. Would you recommend this movie, Serena? I'm gonna say no. Oof. I think that's your first no. That's a, no. That's a rare no out of Serena. And no offense, because I please, know you recommended. I don't want to offend you. No, no, no. I yeah. But um, you're dead to him. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. He just throws all my shit on the floor. <laughs> Walks out, never see him again. Literally, yeah. he did that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I th- I feel like for some reason I just I don't think I could find anyone who would it's sit a, down and yeah. watch okay. it and take it seriously. Like I think Matt would be like. What in the actual fuck's happening? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. For me, the martini shot, uh, would I recommend this film? I would say no. I would not recommend this film unless I watched it with you. Because I don't, it's for you. It's I don't trust somebody to watch it correctly by themselves. I agree with you. Yes. Um, so Can I get my answer? Yeah. Because I actually disagree with you. I would say absolutely yes, I would recommend this. Do you guys remember in the movie The Ring, you have the video, a videotape, and you have to pick like an you unsuspecting. Have seven days. You have to pick an unsuspecting victim to watch the video with no context. That's what I would like to keep doing <laughs> with this movie. It's just like give you like you have no to context. Okay, yep. that's fair. Good luck. Yep. Except for like you had to in film school. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I I I would. I I think no caveats. I think it was just I I like. The corn, I yeah. like the bad. Yeah. It's and it's weird. She You're likes right. The children of the corn. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I don't like medium bad. Yeah. I like really or bad, bad and good. good. Yeah. yeah, no in between. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's fair. Serena, thank you so much for having me and convincing my sister and my cousin to do this. But that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Millennials at the Movie House will be posting their next movie on Twitter tomorrow, I believe. So head on over there and hit that follow button. Uh, You can also follow them on Instagram. Uh, Their handle for both is at the Movie Millies. To find more great episodes, head on over to their website, which is www.worldwideweb.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com. So until next time, we're Millennials, and we'll see you at the Movie House. Outro music, go! To the O, to the U, to T, to T, T. I rock the rock, rock the rock, but that the yo. Outro music, send us money. Doing the money.